Hello and welcome back to the shop. The social hub of positivity. Uh, I've got this great person with me today who's been making me laugh for absolutely no reason at all. Just, you know, we get to red light fever when you're just about to do an interview and we just started laughing. And uh, hopefully we're going to stop and take this very seriously. We have with us today someone we met only because we were fortunate enough to work alongside Emery Gate and open this beautiful hub of positivity, the social hub, the shop in Emery Gate. We met the wonderful Lucy Downing. Lucy, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. You look very well. And how are you, Ed? I'm very good. I'm all the better for seeing you. You know people say that. But actually, you're one of those people, um, like Lucia, that you're, you're very positive. You do the hardest job in the world, don't you? Absolutely. You do? No, it's true. We have this it conversation. And I, and, I, and I say it often, and I don't think it should be said more, that being a mother is literally the hardest job in the world. Everything else, by degrees, brain surgery, rocket science, blah, 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 it's just something you can or can't do. Is it necessary? Sometimes it is, but it's essential, the job that you people... Who say you people, just women do it. I know that, that men hopefully <laughs> get involved in parenting, yeah. but generally speaking, it's left up to the women by nature and by nurture and by society, and not enough praise is given. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this and really emphasising it, because you and Lucia are particularly productive artists... We are. You are. Most of the time. Well, probably Lucia slightly more than I am, because I'm torn, as you said, um, between motherhood mm. and trying to create. And it's, I think it's a fairly common um, issue with our, um, that's found with artists, you know, yeah. who, you know, obviously have the, 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 the role at home to, um, you know, doing the school pickups doing the laundry, doing the food shops, you know, moving your gran from yeah, A yeah. to B, and yeah. settling in homes, all the admin, all that kind of stuff. And somewhere in there, you just want to try and be creative. And I think it's actually, you know, it's, I think, increase, becoming increasingly harder to do that because of, you know... The, the, the pressures so why wasn't we just just, yeah. to, just to put the cat on the pictures? Why wasn't he doing the cooking and cleaning? Yeah. <laughs> because that's what I do. Yeah, I do. Go get the cleaning. I love it. I actually do love it. The shopping. I think it's a, it, you know it's an old thing. Men, copy self song. Yeah. Men, young men, if you're listening and watching this, should take responsibility now for their own cooking, their own cleaning. Do it properly. Respect sharing it in and amongst yeah. the whole family. But that's such a yesterday's philosophy that women do all that. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't happen. Not anymore. Not on the shift. Well, I'm being serious. Yeah. You know that I've got a two and a half year. Look at me. Well, I shouldn't. I'm really fortunate. Yeah. And I've got three wonderful sons. The, the youngest one of them is 21. Mm. My two and a half year olds, uh, therefore my uh, partner, my wife, I call her all these things, Maya, the, yeah. who made this beautiful t-shirt, um, and a baby. 
<laughs> I do all those things. I've really matured. And anyone that used to be married to me or ever went out with me go, wow, he's changed. Yes. Not only was I not wearing this the last time you <laughs> saw me, I realised I suddenly caught myself on. And I think sometimes it's too late. Because if I hadn't had another child, yeah. all Sue would have said was, I had to teach him very, very basic things. He was a musician and then he started can do and he was a little bit preoccupied. Society sets us up not to be uh, such good hands-on parents, as in fathers. Yeah. That's where education should change. It should be more about relationships and interpersonal, humane, almost spiritual, not religious, because we've seen where that's got us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm amazed, because we have this conversation. The reason why I'm bringing it up yeah. is because I know the yeah. type of art you produce. Yeah. It's of a particularly high quality. Yeah, now, well, take yeah. it, sorry to interrupt you because you're quite bashful. Um, if people just saw your stuff, which they do, and I'm here often, as you know, and they come and they look at it, and I tell them the story about how you get inspired, and Rebecca, you'll see that the, the stuff we can cut away to so people can understand what I'm talking about, about how Lucy gets inspired by nature when she's foraging to do some of the bits that she does. So that in itself is amazing. The stuff you do is fantastic. If people came in here, they wouldn't go, well, you know, I'm looking at that and thinking, yeah, this woman's obviously preoccupied, probably got three kids and probably does <laughs> a little bit too much of the domestics around the house. Uh, but very good try. No such thing. So yeah. you're still able to maintain a really high level. I know art is in the, you know, people, we've got so much art in this place, it's beautiful. Yeah. But certain people like the abstract stuff. I mean, look at this wonderful thing. Terry Buchanan. If you see all these other stuff, that that is, is such a cross section of stuff just from one person. Let alone all the multitude yeah. of artists that we have here. Your stuff's really brilliant. I just maybe I'll just do a show where I just tell you how brilliant you are. Is that should we do that? Well, yeah, and your kids are brilliant. Thank you. I've even met your dad. I met your in-laws. Your in-laws are brilliant. I met your husband. I'm really lucky. I get to meet great people. Um, I know it's hard to big yourself up, but your stuff is ace. Tell us a bit then about your. This is going to go out Friday, isn't it? We're going to do Friday because you're thinking we should. Should we? We should because I tell you for why. Because that means Saturday you've got your art show at the um, Chippenham Independence Artists. Yeah, lovely, but that's not where it's at, is it? If Sorry, no, it's, it's, it's at yes. the, <laughs> the King Alfred's Hall at um, St Andrew's Church in Chippenham. Because I know Chippenham, this sounds strange, but people from around the country and around the world do actually watch this. I mean, seriously, <laughs> there are people from other parts of the world that watch this, yeah. so it's good to say it's in Chippenham, because I get the same yeah. thing, I always think that we're just talking about Chippenham, whatever, yeah. you know, um, but no, we're not, but if you happen to be, you know, watching this from any other part of, of, of England at the moment, although we have people from Wales a few weeks back, come and see it, because that's a lovely, a lovely hall, but the stuff that you guys, not just you, there's the whole... Yeah. Tell us about it. Tell us who, who, oh, who'll just, be there this Saturday. Oh, God. Or what will be there? Yeah, I mean, there'll be um, a huge range of art from oils to watercolours to um, jewellery to um, ceramics. Um, I mean, it's just, it's an, it's an amazingly eclectic mixture of, you know, local art, which I think me and Lucia are really... Um, keen to promote the, the local artists in Chippenham, basically. So. Do you ever go on holiday together, you two, with your beautiful kids? You've got great kids. 
we could do. Well, you could. I'm not organising it, ain't it? I mean, I might be your agent. I might be your I agent. Think, I think um, at some <laughs> point... No, no, no. I th- I'm, I'd be really up for going camping because I do... Obviously, I love foraging. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Um, just life has been put on stop and um, halt yeah. over the last year. So, you know, all these plans that we had uh, sort of a year, two years ago yeah. just haven't really materialised. So we're just kind of like hoping... <laughs> We gradually get back to normality. We can. We say when you say get back to to normality. I mean, I can't believe. I can't believe. Well, I think probably people have had a a a stark awakening um, about the nature of their lives. Yeah. You know, Candy. We work with lots of different people. We do homeless projects, and I always remember being quite astounded that how simple it was for certain people, because we did up and down the country. To go from having what we'd all think of as a conventional life to being on the street. And it, it, well, I think one guy was just divorced. Just divorce yeah. meant that, you know, obviously it wasn't a very friendly divorce. He lost his job, he lost his house, he lost everything. Yeah. And there was no reprieve for him. He was just on the street, devastated. Mental yeah. health went down the pan. And that's in one of those situations. There has got to be thousands and thousands of people that started in one profession and looked at it. When the pandemic came, it basically just gave you a list of, you know, we're key workers. And I'm not trying to be boastful because where's the boast in this? We basically worked through the pandemic, particularly uh, in the early stages. uh, Mel and Andy, who worked with us, um, who used to work with us, I should say, who have gone on to better things, no doubt. But they, they were working with young people at a time when nobody really knew the essence of this pandemic. Mm. And then we, I was going in and taking these young people out, and it was quite an unknown universe, because A, there was no people around, and B, yeah. we didn't know just how contagious or how dangerous this thing was. Yeah. So for us to continue to do it, you kind of go, yeah, and then you look around and think, the majority of people, I know there was loads of professions that were like ourselves, but mm. the majority of people were at home going kind of stir-crazy. Yeah. What were, what were you and your husband doing besides raising your fantastic kids? Um, was he able to still work doing his thing? Yes. So um, from the very start, he, he's, he's got an office. He was one of the lucky ones to have an office at home. Right. Um, right. So he'd sort of lock himself in the office. Yeah. And uh, I just do the school schooling in the morning. Yeah. Um, and we were just governed by a routine, really, which I think when I've spoken to other parents... Um, is the key really sort of routine and structure yeah. and especially with little ones yes you know and then and then they know what's coming yeah. they know what the drill is um and um yeah that kind of helped us a lot in lockdown you know morning <laughs> we do our maths yeah. um and then we do our english um which was um actually no sorry so my husband before he started work he would do the maths with Daniel, well, my son, yeah. um, uh, because um, I'm pretty much maths illiterate, and I'm not just saying that like. <laughs> no, no, I'm um, pretty so bad. He, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, you know, uh, an investment banker, so um, he's quite hot on maths. So he would, um, yeah, do the maths with um, Daniel and Poppy, and I could just about do reception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would do that with her. Um, so we got the maths out of the way, and then it would be, you know, English projects, you know, um, whatever. We'd go on to uh, a seesaw, 
which uh, Ivy Lane was um, providing and doing, providing work through Cecil. And um, we'd log on and see what everybody had been given for that day. And um, yeah, it was nice actually being able to see what they were doing in the curriculum at that particular point and um, being, being involved with it. It was actually quite rewarding, you know. And um, in the afternoon, I was able to take them for walks and we do foraging. Did a lot of foraging. Yeah, what did, is that when it came into its own for you? Or had you been interested? No, no I've been interested for a couple of years actually, um, doing um, a couple of foraging courses um, around the country and um, yeah, just getting more and more involved and inspired by you know the, her- the, the wild herbs that grow around us and mm. what's edible and what's not. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, important, um, yeah. And just inspired by the mushrooms and it was What sort of mushrooms? Um, well, uh, me and Chris, we went on our uh, anniversary um, this is guy. <laughs> I mean, oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. No, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, no, I like mushrooms. I like, I like them. No. <laughs> well, do. No, do. See, I had them for breakfast today. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I did. I do like mushrooms. All right, look. Have you tried the bolters? The bolters? Penny buns? Yeah. 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 Oh, they're yeah. amazing. And I can just about now, without a shadow of a doubt, identify a penny bun, a bolters. No, well, that's quite kind of helpful. Thank yeah. you. There's yeah. me thinking, so. can't wait to go foraging with <laughs> you. We could cook out there. And now you can only just about yeah. d- just <laughs> distinguish between a, some sort of toaster that will kill us yeah. and my lunch. I think I'm more in, <laughs> interested in drawing things yeah, than yeah, actually yeah, yeah, using yeah. them. But I did go for a midnight forage with some friends, which was quite naughty for the three of us, and there should have been only two. But, was Dominic um, Cummins one of them? No, he wasn't. Was Matt Hancock? <laughs> So it was like us in the middle of the du- in the middle of the woods in the dark on the outskirts of Chippenham looking for um, elf cats mid January. Wow. <laughs> so, and uh, and we found some. Ooh. And so um, my 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 teaching in these courses actually paid off. So uh, we found some. My friends were very dubious. <laughs> like, are oh, you meant to stay away from red mushrooms and things? Mm. I'm like, no, 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 these are totally edible. So wow. took them home and cooked them. What's your favourite thing to forage besides the mushrooms? Um, Maya does a load of, uh, and Donna do, do, um, yeah, I mean, I know lots of people do the wild garlic. There's a lot of it around this area, isn't there? Yeah, we made wild garlic pesto with walnuts and things. Walnuts, that's interesting. Um, I did a lot of really simple stuff with the kids, like um, nettle soup. We'd go around collecting the tops of nettles. Um, Daisies you can eat, so we made a lot of daisy salads and things like that. Um, um, hogweed, we, mm. we, we have dandelions as well. Yeah, dandelions, yeah. yeah. By the way, I've let my whole garden grow. I've had someone come and sort the other day go, they thought because Myra was <laughs> away for the world. So no, I've left it like that for the biodiversity that we've got hedgehogs, so it needs all these things and yeah, yeah. loads of birds. Yeah. Again, look at these, like totally incredulous. It's like <laughs> I swear, I used to be really conventional and just like, oh, we've got to go out and you know the, the grass is slightly. It's like what the hell? When do we get yeah. into that sort of mentality? There's so much amazing oh, nature no. and I mean, biodiversity yeah. in your garden if you're lucky enough to have a garden. And I do yeah. feel very fortunate. So I, you know, I'm not yeah. boasting because it's not very big, but it's yeah. also beautiful. Well, our, gar- our garden is completely and utterly overgrown. <laughs> yeah, but it's so, so busy. But it's good for 
For us, so well, this is it. You know, the it, actual thing is, yeah. we, we don't, don't nature ourselves, it's our habitat. We're just actively destroying it on a day-to-day basis. We are actually moronic as a species. We're one yeah. of the only species that actively destroys its habitat. Yeah. Just look at H- HS2. I mean, this is just like gobshitery. Well, I have noticed... Carbinery. I have noticed around Chippenham a lot of, um, you know, verges and stuff being left to grow wild yeah it? yeah i, did I think that, people yeah. are getting more and more savvy you know, yeah i mean um, absolutely yeah. but you know it's token gesture i mean forget that pretty patel in there what was he saying token politics disgrace that she is um there was a, a there was a an article in the paper the other week mm. saying about the fact that you know you know where the bridge centre used to be the community centre yes right yeah, that, yeah. that that yeah, yeah, we used to use more than the um youth yeah. service and with great wide expansive people and it's no longer there it's a car park and they've left their wild wild flowers go, grow yeah. as if yeah. that is somehow <laughs> compensated for the fact yeah. that they have totally knocked down a resource yeah. that particularly during the pandemic we could have used yeah. without having to hire the Rotary Hall bless the Rotarians and have been great supporters and us having to apply in the middle of the pandemic for funds it's like it's so retrograde. Some of the ideas and some of the you know, we need to really have a, a re, revamp of our local council yeah. and our councillors um, because some of them haven't literally got a clue. And uh, you know, no offence, I'm just being really plain talking. I feel I can because we work in society, we work in the hardest areas of society, and a bigger element of that is the health and wealth of of our communities and the biodiversity around it, and they're, they're destroying it left, right and centre. It's kind of only because we've got a, yeah. a railroad and a motorway. If, yeah. if Chippenham didn't have those things, it would be just left to rot. There's no doubt about yeah. it. It's some appalling ideas, and this yeah. property developers just selling off, and the, and the county council, I don't know what they think they're doing, really. They've invented this new idea, it's called council housing, where they are um, building houses on county farms. Another bad idea. Yeah. But back to foraging, back to being in touch with nature, back to overgrown gardens. Yeah. What you saying? Well, you know. What's um, going on? Yeah. Well, it's well, okay, isn't it? It is. I mean, yeah. I think um, as a mum, sometimes you just got to let things go and just say the garden actually has been quite a good thing to let go this year because. Yeah. And who's it for? It's for the kids. Exactly. And, you know, so so yeah, they are in so nature. You're lucky to have a yeah. spur. And what we're going to pull things up anyway. Yeah. And throw things <laughs> it and might as well be a weed. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and what's a weed? But, a, but yeah. a plant that's not in the right place. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So, I like uh, it. Yeah. Like my, ho- it. my husband will say, all oh, the weeds. And I'm like, is it though? Yeah. Is it a weed? No. But <laughs> this is what I'm talking about convention. We, 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 they have this sort of these, these, these norms and social norms inculcated like we accept that there's a royal family, you know, they ha- literally have no other characteristics other than they've been born. Mm. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know don't disre- no disrespect to them as individuals, Andrew, but um, I'm talking about the idea that somehow people say, oh, they work really hard. They literally do nothing. They do nothing but cut ribbons, wave, make up speeches that were probably written for them, Night people talk shy to people. Da, 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 da. They do nothing, and then they're at the races all the time. It's like, right, that's a bad idea in itself. That's just ridiculous. That we have really poor homeless people, and these people who do nothing for a living, um, owning all this property or not owning it. I suppose it's owned by us. But 
that we all then have the convention of we have to keep our gardens in a certain way. And who, for, for, for who? Who's going to come around and go, well, I'm sorry, you're going to have to leave. You're, you're, you've got weeds in your garden. Yeah. It's a strange, do you not think, an unnecessary pressure we put on ourselves? I don't know. I think it's, yeah, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. But yeah. Do, you, do you live next door to the Joneses? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's what we're made yeah. to think. So the Joneses next door are trying to keep up with you. Well, they're not now. They're looking, oh, my God, they've got weeds. <laughs> oh, I thought they were such a nice family until I saw their biodiversity. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. No, but it's... Um, Unnecessary. Especially, look, the most important thing to you is what? Um, the kids' well Oh, thank you. Good one. Thought. Imagine you haven't said that. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, so, so the pressure that put on, on families, but particularly mothers. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, it's, but we need to stop that as a society. We need to, do, our schools need to change. As I said before many times, I'm not blaming teachers or head teachers. They're amazing people trying to do their best with what they're given. And what they're given is uh, little resources, too, too many uh, young people in the classrooms, not enough uh, teaching assistants, etc., etc. And the whole philosophy of education is the wrong way around. What is, what is the use of maths and English to a young person that has no um, uh, emotional understanding of or interrelationships, how to communicate, uh, they can't um, talk about their mental health issues, they have no real understanding of how relationships work. We've got it all the way wrong, all mm. the way wrong. Mm. So the idea then that you have women that are continually put in a situation where they're expected to do all the work. They're expected to do all the work at home. They're expected to raise the kids. It's like ridiculous. We need to raise them together yeah. collectively. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we need to collaborate as a community. And not valuing our mothers is a really retrograde thing as well. And we've done it for centuries. And I don't know what it is. And different cultures do it. Some cultures make women walk behind them some you know they, we didn't have the vote for women until 1900 and whatever it was what was it got me 20s is it some ridiculous thing yeah. I didn't even know if they had it then 30s or been. oh we should look at that find out it's important I don't know why I'm just battering on because because I remember when I first met you and I sort of I saw your art and then I, I saw you with your with your uh, whole rook of, of children and I was like oh my god this is amazing and you're just battling through and you just yeah. come through we just come out of that was April that, that we just came out of um, lockdown for yeah. the third or fourth I can't remember third time or yeah. whatever it is these times well, I think I think it's important um, to maintain something that's important to you yeah. um, because obviously you're showing your children you know that it is important to do something for yourself you yes know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and follow um you know your your skills and you know develop them and you know that's an important lesson I think definitely but do you, but particularly because of the pandemic did you think that your creativity helped you on a mental health level get through um yeah I mean I, I think taking the kids out and showing them you know what's edible and what's not yeah and, um, but you then take some of those yeah. shapes don't you into yeah. your art which we'll see yeah um Rebecca, your eyes there. We'll do some close-ups of, of some of Lucy's beautiful uh, jewellery as well. Yeah. Well, I, I think, um, you know, we did a, I did a bit, not very much, but a bit on the workbench, and um, they were fascinated. They wanted to come and see, you know, um, me soldering and, um, you know, creating a piece of jewellery from scratch. And they were genuinely curious, you know, it's that 
beauty of that curiosity at that age. It's like, wow. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like, you just go and you do workshops here, and thank you for doing it, the Mental Health Week, yeah. the workshops, and I had a go and I loved it. And it's that tactile thing, particularly when you're doing your pottery yeah. aspects of it, but you combine that with silversmithing. Yes. I think that's quite yeah. incredible. You just do yourself down. You just, how you don't think what you do is amazing, I'll, it begs belief. It's, it's kind of using different mediums and um, sort of combining, combining different skills. Yeah, you know. but um, some people would just stick to one. Why, why is it that you ended up doing a couple? I don't know. I think um, when I left school, I, I struggled to decide what medium to go into. Um, uh, I was very fortunate being an army brat. Oh, I'm an RAF kid. I think we'd have said you weren't fortunate, but well, I think I was fortunate in the sense that I was able to go to this private school that offered um, a, a huge range of um, art mediums. Mm. So we did. Do you be saying because the army paid for it? Yeah. Because the military paid sometimes. Yeah. Was it boarding school? Then? Yeah. Crikey, yeah. that bit's not right. Though. I don't like that. No. I, th- I just <laughs> didn't know it's not right. It's it's just fu- well look at Boris Johnson. It's fundamentally not a good thing to take children. We went with those kids in care, and you say, ah, oh, it's different. Well, we did uh, eventually have to pay. Well, my dad no, not about the paying. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not about the paying. I'm about the separation from your parents. Yeah. I think that's actually fundamentally not a right thing. No, no other species would do it. I'm going to have some kids, and then I'm going to give them to some strangers <laughs> to uh, raise. That's just crazy. I mean, in an emergency situation, yes. In a social service scenario, yes, I get it. I understand it. You go, you go with foster parents, but it is not a good thing. And I, anyone that's watched this, that went to boarding school, a lot of them will have that sort of the, the anxiety, just like the prisons. When I worked in prisons, the whole thing. The, that's why Boris Johnson's like it's because he was sent away. How can, there's attachment issues. If I'm making you feel uncomfortable, just say whoo whoo like that. Give well, me a for, sign. Well, fortunately for me, it yeah. wasn't. Um, wasn't long. No, because um, my dad retired. Oh, I see. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, okay, well, you're saying yeah. fortunately for me. So, did you like the fact that you were at boarding school? Um, well, I became a dope girl. Yeah. Okay, so you went yeah, to dope school. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I get but what it. I'm oh, saying is, yeah, yeah. you know, I had the opportunity to go to school. The, at the, at, we did um, ceramics, um, textiles, jewellery, mm. woodwork. Oh, yeah, um, yeah I get it. Screen printing. Yeah. I mean, they did everything. Yeah. And it was. Um, so I came out and I was a bit almost overwhelmed. I was like, oh, you know, what to do? Yeah. Um, and so um, and then I went to Kayed, the Kent Institute of Art and Design in Maidstone, um, where I did a foundation. Um, and again, they teach you lots of different skills and mediums and things. So it was a real sort of like, where do I want to hone my skills? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but um, I ended up at... Um, uh, Birmingham School of Jewellery and um, yeah. wow. so I did a three year BA there and I absolutely loved every minute, I thought it was brilliant and Whereabouts in Birmingham did you deliver? Uh, it was up at the Jewellery Quarter Oh um, uh, yeah, actually yeah. Yeah, no, I had a uh, friend in Ireland actually whose cousin used to have a oh. place in that ju- a jewel was there Yeah, yeah. O'Shea's yeah. Are they still there I wonder? <laughs> Totally your share, yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But it was, um, Where did you live? I, I only said because uh, Sue, uh, the mother of my boys, um, worked for a, a company, a knife party did sometimes when I was not doing music. I can't remember now. It was like 
20 years ago. I'm trying to desperately remember the name of the place where we lived. Do you know, it was only 10, sort of 10 minutes up the road, but mm. sort of um, near Broad Street oh, area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she It'd was in the It'd be interesting to go back and yeah, see what it Oh, yeah, you wouldn't recognise it. I haven't been to Birmingham for years, but yeah. my goodness, even the Bullwood, that whole area is yeah. just completely... That, literally, that was opened just as I left the uni. Right. So the oh, whole. I remember the old bullring. Yeah. I remember the old bullring. I've so never been back torn, to the That had been torn down yeah. when I was there. Yeah, yeah. So literally for the three years I was there, it was a quarry. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to visit Sue once, and this is nothing particularly about Birmingham, but um, Digbeth, isn't it? The um, the bus station was at Digbeth. Yeah. And I got out and I was walking on the street, and there was loads of these lads going, oh, not in a very good mood. And I thought to myself, for one of the only times, oh, I hope there's some coppers around here because there's loads of them. Yeah. They look like they're going to kill anyone that comes yeah. by. Yeah. Well, they were attacking a police station. <laughs> and that's not funny in any sense. I don't agree yeah. with people attacking police stations and getting carried away. I was like, I, was, I hope there's some police around here. I looked across the road. Oh, there is. They're hiding in the police station. These lads are attacking the police station, which meant that they weren't interested in me. So, so bless the police. <laughs> bless the police that walked up. It's one of my fondest memories, yeah. not, not from Birmingham. <laughs> but um, no, I've had some yeah. good times up there. Yeah. But I didn't know that. I didn't know you'd been to Birmingham. I have been to Birmingham, but you, yeah. you studied there. So yeah. after that, what did you do? So after that, um, came home and tried to make jewelling myself mm. and sell it. Um, it was quite a struggle at that time. Um, uh, I, I found the transition from university um, to coming out quite quite tricky. Yeah. Had lots of stuff going on at home, and um, I ended up doing my jewelry alongside working in a pub for a long time. What about? <laughs> Maidstone. Oh right, yeah. back in Kent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did that for a bit, and then I worked in a, a jewelry shop in Tenterden um, part time whilst making jewelry. So I've kind of kept on, kept my jewellery making for a long time afterwards. Mm. Um, and then I got a job um, with um, a company up in um, London uh, designing costume jewellery, um, which um, I, wasn't, I wasn't such a fan of purely because um, it was very, it was a commercial based company. And um, yeah, it was for mon- monsoon and Oh right, right, so, right, right, right. I mean, it was it, it was it was an amazing experience, and um, it was interesting working there. Um, uh, it was uh, Long Island. That was it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it was quite an interesting company, but yeah. Well, yeah, I, I suppose that. you get to know your options then, don't you? If you want to yeah. continue doing that, yeah. And it's obviously you depart your your departure from that type of what you do yeah. now. Yeah. It's totally organic what you do now, isn't it? It's well, yeah, natural I mean, and beautiful. Going from boxes and boxes of plastic beads yes. to going back and being truly yeah. creative. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, taking a piece of inspiration and, and working with it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Very unique. Yeah. I've never seen stuff like yours. Not that I'm a, you know, not that I go around to jewellery fairs or, do you know, what I mean? but I have seen a bit of jewellery in my time and I was actually fascinated the first time. Yeah. And then even more so because I thought, wow, that looks really like natural shapes and what have you. And then I found out it was. So yeah. that's quite a beautiful combination of your... Which came first? Was it 
you, I suppose your jewellery. When you were making jewellery and then you combining your pottery and your jewellery, if you call it pottery, I don't know what you call it when you ceramics. When you, porcelain, of course it is porcelain. Um, the inspiration. Did you do your foraging course and all that sort of stuff, and then combine? Oh, wait a minute, I'm gonna. Or were you just interested in natural um, form before? Yeah. It, well, it started off, you know, after my youngest Penny, um, and I just start. She just started sleeping through the night, so I was getting my energy back. Mm. <laughs> and I actually felt a bit coherent though. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't need quite so much coffee during the day. Mm. And I thought, um, no, I want to do something for me, you know. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll, um, you know, I love nature and I'm quite interested with herbs and I'll go and, I'll go and do a foraging course. Yeah. So I went off and um, did this foraging course, which I'll, I'll look up the name of it, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they're, they're fantastic. Um, Are they local to yeah, Chippenham? Yeah, uh, well, um, Salisbury Way. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, out yeah. Up, it's not Kennedy Way, is it? No, Kennedy. it's um, a guy called Joe, uh, I'll find out his name, but he, um, fantastic, absolutely brilliant. And you go, like, I did um, uh, I did a survival weekend. That's great. <laughs> where you go along, and it was purely for self-confidence reasons, and um, where you go away on your own, and you're in this wood, and they show you how to make a shelter, yeah. a bothy, um, yeah. out of twigs and ferns and stuff. And I remember just making this thing and feeling really chuffed, you know. And then um, they said, um, right, you've got to sleep in it. And um, I was on my own. Obviously, there were other people in the woods as well, but you're kind of slightly isolated in your own little bit. And I thought, this is actually quite <laughs> In the dark, in the woods, on my own, and um, but it was great. It was quite soulful, actually. Mm. You know, you really got to grips with, um, you know, because for for years, because my oldest is nine and and um, Penny at the time was quite young, and it'd been years since I've actually done anything like that on my own. Mm. So it was quite um, quite scary and mm. a bit like, but it was exhilarating feeling all those kind of emotions and stuff and um, on that course they did foraging and um, I just found it absolutely fascinating you know um, just seeing you know they, they taught you about wild sorrel you know yeah, and you yeah. tried a bit and it was really tangy lemon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. and pig nuts and we were there digging up pig nuts you know and I was like wow this is amazing yeah. have you ever heard of a pig nut you know yeah. And why do they not sell these in Sainsbury's? <laughs> <laughs> and um, probably doing waitress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it was just fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then I came home, and it was back to the grindstone. And I thought, how am I going to move forward with this? Um, and I thought, well, I, I definitely want to get back into my jewellery. So I want to try and find a medium that's. Put down. I can put down and pick up, you know, as and when. Um, and I found um, a course at the up at the Brewery Arts in Cirencester, um, run by Lady Abigail Leach, who's fantastic, um, and her ceramics um, is local here. Abigail Leach, what's that name ring the bell? She lives. She lives locally in Chippenham, yeah. 
and then tea and... Oh, I know why, though. Archibald Leach, isn't that the oh, name right. of... Um, As a jeweller. No, Gregory yeah. Peck, not Gregory Peck. Yeah. What's his name? The actor. Oh, okay. His real name is Archibald Leach, who's oh, from Bristol, but he yeah. went to America. Oh, come on, it's a dumb... I could look at you, I could look at you, Rebecca, and say, you, you know about acting. <laughs> Well, it's not Gregory Peck, it is... Oh, come on, brown hair. Quite a, yeah, anyway, carry on, Leech. Anyway, so I went and did um, a, a ceramics course with her, and I started making beads and, and things, and doing impressions of herbs on the ceramic, on the porcelain. And um, again, absolutely loved it. I'm just so excited to be back in with doing something creative and joy connected to jewellery um, and I thought well this is it I can combine my foraging and um, all that side of things with porcelain and then, then bring in an element of silk precious metals in later mm. um, and um, yeah and it all just sort of came together um, but uh, it is a challenge <laughs> trying to you know because with jewellery you know you've got your pickling Tank, which is full of acid. <laughs> You've got your torch, which you know, with your oxycetylene tank and um, various sharp implements and saws and stuff. So it's not always child friendly. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 we yeah. try and keep it very separate from the children. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we try, but sometimes <laughs> we just have to walk in and go, "Oh, can I have a um, But then they've been really good, actually. Um, yeah, you, you've got to have that headspace to sit there and, and have at least two or three hours, you know, undisturbed creative mm. time, which as a mum is really hard, you know. Yeah. Because um, mine are um, five, five, seven and nine, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mum, can I have this? Mum, can I have that? And it's just, um, yeah... They just need your attention all the time. Of course, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and you just don't want to not give it as well. Of course, so. that's it. But and, and our society's developed that we think that somehow we can either leave them with little miniature screens and they just get on with it, or no. that, 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 that we don't honour mothers enough to understand that you should have the support, the time and energy. Like, for instance, if, if for me, if, if a, a woman ha, um, is doing whatever job, whatever money she's being paid in that job, it should should be how much she's paid when she's not doing the job when she's raising, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I used, to, I used to do childminding when I was in London. Yeah. And um, no, I'm not about child mother, about so. a mother that keeps the child at home that was working whatever job. Yeah. You then take maternity leave. Whatever you were earning, you should be paid by the state continually yeah. because that's that's what your financial value was because of your profession. Yeah. But the value as a mother is way more than any profession. Yeah. It's the most essential thing. Trust me, I work with loads and loads of children over the years, lots yeah. of them over the years, and some of them in care. And if we don't give the right, appropriate attention to our children like you were just talking about, mm. they can, for whatever reason, develop all sorts of uh, challenges which aren't good for them and aren't good for society. Mm. So if we were really being strategic in our planning, uh, legislating for what we need, how, how big each classroom should be, how schools should operate how society, what resources there should be. One of those things should be about how we value mothers. And we just don't do it. We can give all sorts of buffoons lots of money for doing nothing. And I'm not just talking about 
uh, Boris Johnson. I'm talking about you know all sorts of people that do um, absolutely unnecessary things. Anything to do with the environment, uh, sorry, the economy. It's an illusion. We don't need yeah. the economy. We need food, water, shelter, whatever. We don't need you know people on the Serengeti don't go. Oh, I wonder is is there a place I can. Uh, invest in some stocks here or I can, I can get an ATM you do, they don't you just yeah. you, so what's essential to us we've lost sight in that and we've been deluded by you know organised religion and you know look what that's done for us and all the all the, the, the money and the resources that go into buildings and palaces for popes to live in beggars belief really uh, beggars belief and I don't want to tell you what they do to all the boys yeah. anyway it's that's quite interesting because you've thought in a way, through all that, you've man- maintained your independence as, a, as an artist, and you have three children. Yeah. I mean, is it, what's the secret to your success? Is the next question. Um, having a very understanding husband. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, supportive friends and um, great kids, really, and a good upbringing. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so, I'm so, very fortunate yeah, to have. Uh, a good upbringing. Right, and then so therefore you put the pasta on, yeah. and you, it, it gets it's a slight different influence because obviously your your the father your in your case your husband obviously uh, has a different upbringing although you yeah. both not were in the army which is interesting. Um, but what I'm saying is that it's a combination of your mm. uh, of your influences etc. And I bet your dad is a wonderful guy, so I get it. Yeah. It's like all oh, right, you know, really caring and loving. Nurturing um, parenting, which is what we want all our parents to be, and good friends. You, they go to a lovely school, then they go to Ivy Lane. That's a lovely little school, yeah. so that's good. Yeah. They've got yeah. a great yeah. little, little hope there. Yeah, and it's a good little community school. Mm. Um, yeah. And your art, and then all your art, because um, again, there's loads of artists in Chippenham, and we're lucky to have yeah. them. Well, but not all of them, yeah. like yourselves, actually go to the trouble of um, of getting. Hiring a hall, doing art shows, or art yeah. exhibitions, or, or, or you know, I arts think, and crafts. I think a lot of artists, especially during lockdown, sort of really struggled, as mm. I did, yeah. you know, to do any art at all. Mm. Um, I mean, me and Lucia started this before the, the, the pandemic, and um, as soon as we were all into lockdown, that was it. You know, <laughs> there was no way I was getting any work done. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was crazy. But um, but I didn't really resent it because it just you know I had that time with my kids and it was it was a special yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I think that we should happen every nice. year. Yeah. Every year there should be eight weeks <laughs> in the middle. I'm serious. What's that? Well, listen, it's quite obvious. We and the one off. No, but, but yeah, yeah, no, no. I know what you're saying, but you don't get yeah. right. But the idea that people don't get caught in that ridiculous idea of of working for the two week holiday or the three week holiday, whatever they get. Uh, a pension which invariably gets squandered by the investment um, companies that, that lose all the money because the economy, the, the, that whole stock exchange thing is a joke and yeah. it's unnecessary and it's, it, it's caused lots of poverty. It's just absurd, it's ridiculous. That we have pensions is ridiculous. Private pensions, that don't dig it, don't get it. It's, it's, it's mild corruption. Um, the important things, the re-essential things are not any of to, to do with any of them, they're the quality of relationships, so that we as a, because quite obviously look, loads of people survived a uh, pandemic not, not, no thanks to the government, I have to say they're absolutely abhorrent, they should be arrested you know, and, and yeah. serious corporate manslaughter, but the um, 
let alone the, the promotion of racism. They're awful people. Uh, I bless them. I mean, they don't mean to be. I'm sure. I think they think they're, they're really clever, but they're really not. Um, but the idea that the values of our society that, that we could survive. Sorry, the fly here. I don't know if you brought that fly in or I brought that fly in, but that fly is bugging me. That there is a society that we could all have that amount of time off to, to reconnect with our families and our community and do useful things together and then go back to what you might call the grindstone. Yeah. I think it's feasible. Yeah, my God, the economy. So forget the economy, everyone. Yeah. If, if, if for whatever reason, because of the pandemic, we couldn't, we couldn't ship things in from abroad, we couldn't have you know, deliveries, look at Brexit. We'd have to grow all our food here. We'd and forage. We'd, we'd forage, but we'd have to grow all our food. That's why we need county farms. That's why we can't have unnecessary building of houses or distributor roads. Uh, you know, property developers. Uh, uh, uh. No, no, thank you. The value. What, what, so what I'm saying is actually, if you look, if we reconstruct a society, we would say people just can't work in aimless, meaningless jobs. And I'm not just talking about the royals. I'm saying meaningless, aimless jobs, making crap, making things that, that don't last, or made of plastic, made of this, made of that. Useless, useful, not useful at all, um, not spiritual, not uh, emotionally uh, uplifting, worth nothing in true value, intrinsic value, creates mental health problems, uh, creates distances in families. We need to orientate ourselves around each other and supporting each other and obviously mothers. But our children and all our young people going up to adulthood, we've got it so badly wrong. But I kind of like the way you do it. I kind of because I've observed obviously that your kids come in here and you know I see them quite a bit now. I love that. It's, well, it's, it's a good stop off. Well, yes, I mean <laughs> on that's, the route that, home. Yeah, yeah. but that, but that, yeah. you know, you wouldn't necessarily have to come, would you? It's great that you do. Yeah, um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. That happens a lot at the weekend. Actually, people yeah. bring their kids. Well, they in miss out because we haven't got family nearby or yeah. anything. So yeah. you know, we've got to make friends and make make the use of our local mm. kind of um, resources and things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, mm. I think I think they just love coming to meet you. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless them! I love them coming in. <laughs> We're going to see Ed today. Oh, <laughs> they're so sweet. But, but but they do. It's interesting because they do actually, uh, and, and particularly on Saturdays and weekends when pe- people bring children in and we uh, do music with them. I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. they um, Daniel's uh, loves ukulele. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then over lockdown, I started learning the guitar. Yeah, Which I was, was um, that, that day when you jammed yeah, with me, I love that. Well, I was just, I want, again, I wanted to prove to myself that I could actually learn something new, yeah. you know, a new skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, um, it was great, yeah. Um, DJ Harmon, yeah, he, he's yes, been teaching us yeah, um, yeah. online all the way through lockdown and um, just about making progress now, so... <laughs> I thought you did all right. Didn't you do, don't tell me, didn't you do a... Look at the stars, what's that band? Look at the stars... Oh, you're going to ask me about What's the band? Rebecca, I'm looking at you as a young person that might have some... I think DJ's been very patient with me and he actually, he, he thinks it's hysterical. He'll, he'll come out with um, uh, a band and I'll look at him blankly and he'll just go, yeah. You know. No, what is it? Who's the bandaged <laughs> yellow? Chris yeah. Martin. I can't think of anything today. I couldn't think of it. Well, nothing. Don't, don't look at me. I've got you, baby, didn't you play, didn't baby you, brain. Yeah, but well, you, baby brain's doing really well. You recreate it. What was the song? You, do you remember you played it here? Uh, 
Um, What's the song? Green, um, was it Green Eyes? No, it wasn't Green Eyes. Yeah, I know Green Eyes. Yeah. From Coldplay. Thank you. Yeah, That's Coldplay. what I was trying to say. Coldplay. <laughs> yeah, Coldplay. Yeah. Um, no, you, and you did, and, you, and you're progressing with that. So that's brilliant. So that's yeah. come through lockdown as well. Learning yeah. a, a new skill happens to be an instrument. Yeah. Your children are very creative. They love it. I'm going to talk to your dad yesterday, and he's just playing, playing on this, the kahoon, kahoon, as some of our yeah. music therapists say. Um, yes, and, the, and having yeah. the piano, when people yeah. just come and play the piano. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, what are your plans? I know you're going on holiday soon. Uh, big plans? Anything? Art exhibitions? I know you've got the the, the monthly as well. Yeah, second week weekend of every second. Yeah, second weekend of every month yeah. on Saturdays. Yeah. So we alternate between art and craft. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, just getting um, all the local artists and crafters involved, and just pu- trying to publicise as much as possible at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been up to that. Uh, yeah, remember, I came up and saw. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, and they're right. all local, are they? There's people. Um, maybe bar one or two. Who, well, you tell know. me where they're from, and I'll tell you if I want to boot. Go on, <laughs> give me an idea. Um, well, they're certainly local to Wiltshire. Yeah. We haven't. I don't think we've had anyone outside of Wiltshire. Ooh, you will tell me off for telling you that, but, <laughs> um, but we will definitely try and um, keep them as local no, no, as possible. Listen, you know. here's the thing: like the the, the, the breakout uh, exhibition. I think the furthest bit person away was Bristol. But you see the the caliber of that amazing art. You think we are blessed in in and around here. Yeah. That's why we shouldn't leave it to property developers to destroy our yeah. our biodiversity first and foremost. But all our um, you see, the problem is I work in society, I work in communities, that's why I get affronted when councillors or anyone um, do their old party political rubbish and they have no idea what they're talking about. They are just led by someone, else, someone else's agenda. I'm talking that, uh, from the perspective of having worked in and around communities in all sorts of ways, but just in Kandu for the last 24 years. And it's appalling the big holes in our society. And, you look, I look at it and think, right, well, what we, what we have to do, what we need to do on a local level is, is not be exclusive and not be competitive. We should work together, collaborate on all sorts of levels and look on a local level how to legislate for ourselves. We don't need county councils. We definitely don't need national governments. Mm. We need um, people with an emotional vested interest it's important, I think, that if you work for the town council, that you live in Chippenham. Yeah. I also think that about teachers. I think they should live in the, in the locality. I know a lot of them don't want to because... But I think if you work for the local council and you're getting paid the big bucks, then you go and live somewhere else. You're taking the money out of our economy. Yeah. You're buying a house somewhere else. You're investing in it. You're paying all those things. And you come here creaming it. All the decisions you make, good, bad or indifferent, and particularly bad sometimes in this uh, particular instance, you go home and forget about it. That's not good. I think mm. you have to have an emotional, enlightened, vested self-interest. Yeah. So the decisions that you make affect you and your family as well, if you've got families. If you haven't got families, then bless you. But it's we need to recalibrate society. Mm. I think that what you've been doing to the pandemic is amazing. You probably, you probably felt yourself, oh my God, but you've, you've, you've not only raised three amazing children and you've done all your foraging, you've done your art, You've maintained the family, you've educated, um, 
you've also learned a new skill and I think that's amazing I'm t- 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 it's, well, you, 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 like, I think to be honest I'm being being honest it was more sanity reasons but this is my yeah. point that's why can do arts exists yeah. use all the arts to look at real fundamental yeah. emotional yeah. Uh, deeply emotional uh, uh, and mental health issues that's it so when anyone comes at me and they go like, oh he just like are you kidding we deal with hardest people all the time mm. You idiots are making really crap, crap decisions based on no knowledge and then having to go at me because I call you out for it. Uh-huh. So, I, yeah, I, I, I'm impressed, really impressed. And I thank you for thank coming you. and sharing this stuff because okay. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to dance? No. Yeah. Not allowed to dance, you know that. Huh? You're not allowed to dance. Oh, are you? Are we? I don't know if you're allowed to dance. I don't normally dance. You should see me. I'm rubbish. Um, anything else you want to say before we go? Um, they can come into the shop in Emery Gate, can't they, and see your stuff yeah, all the time? Yeah, you can come to Emery Gate. And, and, and um, when you're about, they get to look at, look at you. Look at you <laughs> doing your work. That's yeah. great. You can yeah. have a little look at that, aren't you, now? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We won't put it on this Friday. We'll put it on next Friday, if that's okay. Excellent. Is that okay? Oh, and then you'll... Everyone, just look out online and... We advertise it all the time. We, we Lucia's stuff on our Facebook. Your um, art yeah. thing at, at, at same Wild it, Creations. Yeah, it's a good one. Lucy's Wild Creations. Yeah, I love it. Anything else you want to say? Um, just I think it's fantastic what you're doing here with, uh, with this art space and getting the community involved um, and um, having a lot of the kids that you work with coming in and out yeah. and seeing the work. They love it, man. They're really yeah. inspired by you. Yeah, I have to yeah. say, that's, that goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. Obviously See, that, quite to me, I love seeing them coming in and out. And they, they can't believe it. Doing stuff. And yeah. with Tom Mallard and, and uh, Riverbank Studios, they've got, we've got the studio downstairs. We've got all those yeah. young people we don't normally work with. Yeah. So Tom Mallard's working with us at Can Do during the day. Yeah. Then in the after school, we get young people we've never met coming here. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing a, a film about um, coercive relationships. So meeting kiddies from the different schools and going, oh, right, they wouldn't know, they wouldn't necessarily get a, a, an into Candy Watts and all the stuff that we do, all the big movies. We make, you know, yeah, films yeah. that go on television and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's quite an eye-opener for them. And here we are together with you people. So our lot are coming in and then they're seeing your stuff and getting lot. We wouldn't be able to show them that at yeah. Candy at our, our other place. Yeah, yeah. So it goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. It's real lovely. Oh, thank you yeah. for that. That's right. Well, now we shall <laughs> dance. Thank you, Rebecca, yet again. Um, Lucy Dowling, everyone. Come and see her stuff in Can Do, if not at King Alfred's Hall, if not online, if not, I can't help you. Thank you. <laughs> at the Shab, Social Harbour, a positivity. Thank you. Well done. Tyrone Mings.